Joe, what do you get for for sick lemons? I don't know. Lemonade. Lemonade. What if they have lemon aids? Uh, well, they, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> talk about a wrench in the works. No, because the old me had so many comebacks. You know, I, I was flipping through the old AIDS files. That, and you had to dust a, off the Rolodex in your brain. Dude, of There's boxes and boxes of AIDS jokes up there oh. that I, I've just locked away that you are, you are trying to make the bad me come out. Uh, you know what? Guy walks into a bookstore and says to the clerk, hey, do you have that book about small penises? She says, it isn't in yet. Yeah, that's the one. Oh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Jacques. This is Joe. Welcome to Carnival Personnel Podcast. There's a lot more of that. Uh, so just stop. There's, there's so many better things you can be doing with your time right now. Guy walks that's into it. a library and asks the librarian, hey, do you have a book out on suicide? She says, fuck you. You won't return it. <laughs> Look at who's stepping up the plate. Hey, oh, my one joke. And it's about uh, suicide. Shocker. Can you <laughs> slide your camera to the left? Slide to the left. Slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a step to the right. Put your hands on your hips. Management is going to make us watch that as a family tonight. Of course, we're talking about the live Zoom Tim Curry driven uh, stroke survivor Tim Curry driven uh, Rocky Horror. There's a live stream? Oh, you didn't know. Yeah, I think it's tonight or tomorrow. Oh, okay. I got to. Because I know my wife, my wife, which is we'll now, to it. that is now a current reference, but my wife wanted to watch with the boys a Tim Curry marathon of Tim Curry in, you know, of course, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Tim Curry in the 1985 movie Choose Your Own Ending classic Clue, and, of course, uh, the 1987 Canadian TV cult classic with Tim Curry, which I only recently found, thanks to the internet, The Worst Witch. Oh. That I've heard of it. You have to see the Tim Curry musical number segment because he... I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. There we go. All right. There we go. Once you set the musical number thing, it's like, oh... Hey, have you Uh, seen my tambourine? Yeah. Um... I thought we might have even covered that on one of the Halloween podcasts. Yeah, we there's probably a, there's did. A, there's a chance. Speaking of uh, Rocky Horror, the reason I, it kind of popped in my mind because did you see the the uh, Tenacious D cover? Um, I saw the Tenacious D cover, and I saw Tenacious D on Ari Melbourne on um, on MSNBC last night, and it was a it was a really great interview, and Ari. Is a is a musical guy. Like he loves like hip hop, rap, old school across the board. And he actually made a tenacious D reference that um that the Jack Black's partner in crime, um Kyle Gas. Kyle didn't get it first. He's like, Oh, was it the greatest song in the world? Because uh-huh. it was a pretty good sign. <laughs> and even Jack Black's like, oh, Kyle, this is why you don't talk much. <laughs> you, uh-huh. you, you know, but yeah. He's a pretty uh, one. Yeah, he, The yeah. eye candy. I, I got to tell you, uh, my little guy was watching it with me. And he goes, oh, is that Jack Black's dad? I'm like, 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, you don't know how savage you oh. are, do you? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So it is, uh, this is, uh, we're recording this the night before Halloween. And you're listening to us the night before Election Day. Yeah, the, the real scare. The nightmare before Election Day. We'll get into that. But in the meantime, let's uh, let, let's go down the list. Let's see what we thought. Oh, Joe, for the first time, and let me check my watch ever, hmm. we're going to do a sideshow this week. So this Thursday, there will be a very special episode of Carnival Personnel Sideshow dedicated to... I, I, you know, the the God sent talents of one Sasha Baron Cohen and his character Borat. Yeah, yeah, good old Borat. Subsequent movie film debuted last week on Amazon Prime, and we both saw it. Quick review, I I, I liked it very much. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Great and, success. And uh, and and when I said to Joe, hey, we should. I don't think I was 10 minutes into it. And I'm like, dude, we got to do a sideshow on this. And and you said, yeah, we should watch the original first, which I did last night. And wow. I mean, holds up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, uh, w- but we will get into that sideshow. It's, it's a must see. It's on Amazon prime. It's definitely a must see. I think the original board is on Amazon Prime too. I think I saw them both on Amazon Prime or maybe HBO Max. But either way, you got to see it. It's great. Um, but we'll 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 get into it a little bit maybe later. But we're definitely this Thursday we'll have a full Borat. So we'll save it for the uh, slideshow. Yeah, you know if if either Joe or I uh, exist in this world come Wednesday, one way or another, our voices will live one more day. This Thursday with uh, with the sideshow of Borat. Sue, uh, Sue, Suicide Pact. Oh. So I've been, I, I, I've been singing this all day, Joe. Sing it with me. It, it, it's become a classic around the uh, the greater Boston area. It's uh, beginning to look, look a lot like Halloween. Halloween. What? <laughs> a white Christmas Halloween mashup. We got three good inches today. You know, as well as nice. my wife later. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading a book about small penises, yes, <laughs> um, yeah. but but yeah, um, it, a lot of people were were pretty upset that it snowed before Halloween this year here, and it wasn't a dusting; it was a real snow. I don't know how bad you guys got hit, but we got. But I looked out; we have the Christmas tree with the lights on in our yard, surrounded by the Halloween things. I'm like, yeah, we did it. We the global warming really helped us pull off that nightmare before Christmas motif. On Halloween. I didn't have to wait for Christmas to kind of have the old Halloween decorations out. I got my Christmas decorations in the snow early. Yep. Thank you, God. (laughs) And global warming and whatever else is happening to our planet. Joe, I, Mm. last weekend, Mm. uh, after we recorded, uh, jammed with our good friend Dan for the first time, second time since February. You know, wow. Uh, wow. and and he, look, I mean, he has a separate part of the house that's, you know, where all the equipment is. We were never closer than like 15 feet apart because, you know, we don't really like each other that much. Uh, sadly, our, our good friend Sean wasn't there. I don't, I don't know the last. It's been over. It's been over a year since we've jammed with him. He is he is missed. He is uh, he's he's having. A tough 2020, but he's pulling it together, and uh, mm. we miss him. But uh, but yeah, it was great to it was great to jam, and I'm like, 
I I hope I hope to do more of this because uh Yeah, see I thought you gave Sean directions and he was just like got lost and he's still driving now. Like he's just <laughs> like he's 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 on his way. He's uh no, because every time when I, I jam at the house, I text him all the time. It's like, dude, the bass on this or this. You know, I love playing this song because of, you know, just the bass. So it it, it was. It's it's one of those things in 2020. A lot of people don't get to do the things they like. You know, most most of the FNH guys haven't been on the ice and, you know, going on nine months. Mm. I, I think I mean, when 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 California shut down and they might have even shut down a little before Boston did, like early March, you know, is there even ice in the rinks now? Sadly, there are, and as we talked like last week, you know, whether it's New Hampshire, whether it's California, whether it's Florida, they've been these quote-unquote super spreader events that they've pinpointed to either specific hockey games or hockey tournaments playing in certain ranks on certain days. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not like hockey crowds to, you know, go against the grain and be aggressive like that. Well, the NHL figured out, but the rest of us couldn't, but... So so it was it was good. I mean, there's the few things of happiness um, because in a world in a world where 2020 has been so 2020. And I guess we missed this in the news a couple of weeks ago. Joe, our beloved tab, much like kind of personnel uh, could be a thing of the past. Thanks to the Coca-Cola people. But, yeah, I guess they're hmm. discontinuing that. Like, I like to call it the taste of nostalgia. <laughs> I can't give you a tab unless you order something. <laughs> See? Boom. Right there. Uh, I, I mean, it's not just the jerk. It's Back to the Future. Seriously. Like two of the greatest movies ever. Complete focal points was the beverage tab. Don't correct me. They let me, all let, let me live in that world. <laughs> both of those plots hinged on the existence of town. You're correct. So if I see it, uh, you know, and I bet I, I haven't gone to eBay. I bet some a-holes out there like selling because I used to. I would never see tab. I see it and then I buy a case and jokingly give you one every six months. Dude, when know? I for one year for your birthday or maybe it was Christmas, but I got you the Navin Johnson birthday present package, except for the whole half bottle of lilac vegetal, because that had been supplied to you years ago. Buy one, Dan Cray, which you're holding right now. You have at the ready, and it's never been touched, like never been opened, unless that's urine. That's a whole half bottle of <laughs> lilac vegetal. Literally, it sits on my my shelf in my office, it's right, beautiful. right, right next to my Ahsoka Star Wars book, my All Star Tommy, you know, Yale uh, eight nineteen eighty one circuit eighty two, you know, poster, and that and, tuna uh, fish sandwich that I gave you wrapped in cellophane is in the trash. I bet with the tweet. No, dude, that that yeah, that's a keepsake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I look, I, I have the will, my will, my final will and testament. Why would I have it out of the desk? Why would I be updating it? I don't know. But uh, to finish my thought, I, so when I was getting as that, when I tried to finish that package of. A uh, tuna fish sandwich wrapped in cellophane, a tab, and a couple of Twinkies. I got two out of the three pretty easily. The tab, I, tab. I, I was a tab hunter, if you will. Ooh. <laughs> if, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at Pornhub right now for tab hunter. He was no, he was like a famous actor from like the 50s or 60s or something. Um, but yes, that uh, was hard to find even back in the aughts. And now you're saying that it's discontinued hogwash. I don't buy it. Fake news. 
<laughs> I'm holding so, out hope. So it turns out I was uh, this day's old um, on Saturday. Right. I was today old. I was today old on Saturday when I found out uh, I like Adele. She was great on Saturday Night Live. I mean, you know, who knew that, you know, somebody who loses lots of, you know, excess body fat can, uh, you know, turn out to be attractive. And then, hey, I like them now. No? Is that, is no, that where no. you're going? No, no, no. She was no, really no, funny. No, no, not, not even a little bit. I mean, honestly, when, when somebody like, you know, her has a voice like that, sometimes, like, they're, they're told, don't lose weight. I mean, it will affect your vocal cords. No, I didn't realize, like, how many of her songs, like, and the funny thing is she wasn't the musical guest, which was hilarious, but wasn't she? <laughs> like, was there a skit she didn't sing? And there was three or four times she started singing, and I looked, you know, to management, and I was like, oh, yeah, that that really is a great song. Yeah, she really, but she was so fucking funny. She was like, really funny. Like, her monologue was really good. Yeah, her monologue was good because it actually showed clips of her cursing a lot on stage and live the concerts. last time i did a live show and they told me not to swear this is what happened beep, beep. but then she goes on to do a bunch of sketches one of which is she's on the bachelor as adele and you know every time she's being uh, threatened with being breaking broken up by the uh, by the bachelor and she goes into one of her you know torch songs and it's like oh no here comes adele she's gonna sing another one of her songs but of course, that's what the crowd wanted. That's what they—that's what that audience got paid hundred fifty dollars right. to see Adele sing. Yeah, no, uh, that was good. So yeah, Adele's a, Adele was a hit. Good. So like, like you pointed out, like we've talked about, I've collectively been on Twitter maybe five minutes a week for the past like month, and it's because I'll get uh, a tweet forwarded by you or by management or by Biff. And I'll like scroll through for a couple minutes and just, you know, I'll look at funny things. I like a couple things. I'm not commenting on things. I'm not falling down the wormhole. But I did see a tweet from Emo Phillips that made me do a little research where I guess Emo had a joke going back some 20 years where he says, I just can't get myself going until that first pot of hot coffee in the morning. I've tried other kinds of enemas, but (laughs) (laughs) and and then he forwards that tweet from eons ago to an article about, yeah, people actually do that now. And I'm like, I don't really know if I want to live in this world as is. I definitely don't want to live in this world after Tuesday and things go sideways, but do we really want to live in a world where people are giving themselves coffee enemas? And so I did. I looked it up. I, I looked at a couple articles. And then one of the articles took you to, like, an Amazon page where it sells coffee enema, like, starter kit. That's amazing. Dude. Yeah. Well, you, well, you see, you don't listen to Howard Stern, so you wouldn't know this. But Howard's co-host, Robin Quivers, went into great detail about her coffee enemas back when she was trying all of these alternative, you know, health crazes. And that was one of the things that she would talk about. And, of course, they made fun of it ad nauseum on the show. And so I'm familiar with the coffee enema craze. And that was that was about, I don't know, 15 years ago. Yeah, Dude. so it's passe to me. Uh, you know, well, God bless you for being ahead of the curve on that. 
segueing to which jokers I liked, I didn't I didn't dislike Jarrett Leto's Joker and Suicide Squad. I know a lot of people didn't, but what just Joker like, did you dislike? None. Yeah, They're see, I, awesome. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Haven't they all been awesome? No. Uh, Cesar Romero wasn't awesome. No, absolutely. Jar- Jar- Jared Leto. Awesome. Jared Leto. Cesar Romero. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I know he's awesome. Uh, uh, Heath Ledger. He- he's awesome. Jared Leto. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> see, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't say he. Oh man, he made me forget Heath Ledger. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. He's awesome. Okay, so four and a half. So you like four out of five? Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I apologize. Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you like five out of six of them? Mm-hmm. So I like five and a half out of. But uh, you know, he didn't get to reprise a role in uh, Justice League, which was a rumored thing, and there was supposed to be a Deathstroke movie that had Lex Luthor and Deathstroke. You know, Deathstroke being the the key, and Jared Leto's joker but uh they're bringing him back for the snyder they're doing some reshoots Hmm. i guess they have 75 percent 80 percent of the footage that they needed for the i think it's six one hour episodes of the justice league that will be coming out on hbo max but jared leno um, will be reprising his role well that's interesting was he supposed to be in justice league with uh snyder and then they decided not well i don't know yes he he was supposed to have a role in it okay you know so, what? What? How huge a role? I don't know. Right. That's what I'm asking because you know we're talking about the Snyder cut, right? Correct. And now we're shooting new Joker scenes, right? Correct. So Correct. this is a, this would be additional to the cut. This would be yes. This would be an add-on. It would be a deep cut. This would. This would be. This is actually. This is more of a, an appendage. This is a, an appendix, not not oh. so much a cut. That, so I'm this is this is new, right? I guess this but, is. Yeah. Yes, he he wasn't in the original shoots, but hmm. he was supposed to be in the original shoots that that Snyder had oh. envisioned. Ah, of being. okay. But you know, the All death right. of his kid forced him and his wife out of the picture, and, or, yeah. and there, right. There you, but there you have he was supposed to be in there, and they just didn't get around to it. So now they're getting back Correct. to it. All right. Well, that's good. Is he still? Is he still damaged? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so you know we, we've talked about this before like when there's been outrage they're doing a live action uh, Little Mermaid and the actress is black and everybody knows mermaids can't be black outrage uh, it's funny because a few weeks ago as I talked I got old comic books out of my mom's attic and I was cataloging one of the boxes the other day because you know I got that kind of time at 2 in the morning and I ended up like just at random, just reading like a Nick Fury Agents of Shield, and I left it on the coffee table. And in the morning, one of my boys was like, just taken back. He's like, "Wait, they made Nick Fury white?" <laughs> <I'm> like, uh. <laughs> you know, because he grew up in a world where Nick Fury wasn't white. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, it's. I said, it's weird, right? It's weird to see the original after this. So mm-hmm. it was like it was one of those moments, and. The same thing. Uh, they've recast Batwoman for the CW show, and it, the, you know the new Batwoman. And I don't know what they're doing with the story. I don't know how they're dealing with the lead, like you know, um, leaving after one season. But new Batwoman next season will be black. 
So yeah. it, it's and it's one of those things like, uh, no, Batwoman can't be <laughs> it's like what? Oh, boy. But there's and honestly, I haven't seen that much pushback on it, but it does. It always cracks me up where, oh, wait. This fictional character that you have locked in your mind a certain way. But my favorite my favorite one is is Little Mermaid. Because, you know, of course, of course mermaids are all white. Or Santa. Right. You know, or we, Jesus. Well, I I will say the Elliot Church in uh Lowell that we do a lot of our volunteering at, it's the first church I walked into has a a brown Jesus. Like a big brown Jesus mural, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like, yes, you know, there there weren't a lot of white people until we made Israel a country in what was that, forty six? You know I mean, <laughs> in the Middle East, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, you know, for somebody who spent a lot of time there from from. 2014 to 2017 i can tell you a lot of people born and raised there tend to look a little less like me um so i was telling joe the other day joe joe would get this almost more than anybody back in 1994 we met in 94 right 93 94 94 I was working on a show at Lexington Access Cable. He was working on a show at Lexington on cable. When I met you. (laughs) (laughs) And then so I meet Joe and a couple of our pals, you know, Steve and Jim, and I start working on their show and we start helping out with some other projects. I end up being at the Cablevision station at least two to three days a week. At the same time, I was also starting my you know, directing real band music videos and cutting them all there. Mm-hmm. And it was great because, you know, I was able, I couldn't afford an edit system. This is pre-final cut and stuff like that. So I was able to, you know, do my own work at the place, but I helped out on other shows. But Formal Edition, Joe's show and my show, Misty Kitchen, actually did well, you know, and, and got local newspaper articles well for that. I Believe me, I my... My delusions of mediocrity get away from me. But we're talking two years of being there two to three times a week. And then a, a, a an entry-level job comes up essentially doing what I was already doing. I interviewed for the job. And at that point in my life, it was the most shocking thing. I mean, look, I wasn't shocked when I, I didn't make it to the NHL. I, I knew early on that, yeah, I'm going to work my ass off. I love this. But. This train only goes so far, you know, again, like if what you've done is a third line NHL defenseman and he's this much of a god and he's six two and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, I, I wasn't that disappointed. But at the time, the, I, I, I had not had a bigger disappointment in my life about being passed over for a job I was already doing. Flash forward to this week. Um, I don't know if I got a chance to tell you, Joe, but a few weeks ago I did a a celebrity concert for the USO for this global comic con. We should do a sideshow about that. Maybe we really uh, should. I, we have you, time. You, I don't like to talk about, you know, my accomplishments. It's just, it's just not in me. And so a, a friend of mine sent me a link on LinkedIn. Basically the USO is looking for somebody to do exactly what I've been doing for the USO um, over the past couple of years as kind of an advisor, helping out, actually producing a couple projects. And I did, I, I, 
just before somebody had sent me that link, it was serendipitous that I got yet another thank you letter from the USO. And this is going back. This was on Wednesday. I think I called you on Wednesday. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. It happened. And my kind, I took the, the, you're the greatest thing ever letter from the USO and sent it back to my contact at the USO saying, Hey, I saw that posting on LinkedIn that you had about hiring somebody who specializes in creating celebrity sport-driven events for the USO. Do I need to send in my resume and cover letter, or can I just submit this letter that the USO sent me today? And she wrote back very cold. It's like, no, there's a formal process. I'm like, okay, first of all, the two laughing faces emojis should have given away that I was joking. Secondly, the fact that you didn't say, oh, my God, yes, you're already doing this. You will be perfect for that has me thinking, oh, you know what? Next week could really suck in a lot of ways. But anyways, <laughs> I, I, I called Joe. I'm like, dude, I'm having like such exciting flashbacks. It's like, yeah, why would they hire me? I'm already doing this. But, you know. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe you were doing such a good job there. They decided, hey, we should get a Jacques-like person. In here full-time. In here full-time and just pay them. And then that way we don't have to go to Jacques every time. Like we could just pay a Jacques-type. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when, um, uh, you know, we're not looking for Dustin Hoffman. We're looking for a Dustin Hoffman type. And they're talking to Dustin Hoffman. You know, that kind right. of thing. Uh, you know, or, or, or again, Carl Reiner not being Carl Reiner enough to play Carl Reiner on his own Carl Reiner TV show. Yeah. You know, we're just going to get a better you. Yes. But it does. It, you know, it cracks me up because USO has been around for like 80 years, huge, whatever, every even, Everybody knows who they are. You know, internationally, everybody knows the USO and Bob Hope and their history. And NASCAR is pretty big. But like three months ago, just talking to my NASCAR person about some stuff I, I was doing, you know, with the military. And maybe I should involve them. And I'm like, uh, and it turned out that he had no contact with the USO. It's like, but that's his job on the on the NASCAR side. And then when I called my USO person, she's like, oh, my God. We used to have a contact. They left five years ago. We've never been able to figure out who we need to be talking to. And I'm like, why do you need me to bridge this gap? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, why am I sitting home in my boxers not having worked in five months at that point and, 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 and bridge that gap? But anyways, mm-hmm. I am. I'm just having – what I saw. and the thing is I'm not looking you know, to do that. I mean there was a couple of things that I was really – I, I, you know, we had talked about back in February, I agreed to take a job that would have brought me back to California this summer on a, on a, on a, on a six month contract. And I wouldn't have relocated the kids for that, but I would have definitely brought them out for three months and then telecommuted for three months. And then if it developed, go back out there. But that, that went away. There's other things that I would have considered, but I wasn't really considering doing this. But like I said, it's just the, the, the link on LinkedIn from the USO basically said, we're looking for Jacques Lambert, you know, type person. Just don't tell Jacques himself about <laughs> this. Because we uh, can't afford him. Awkward. Uh, not as awkward as, or uh, not even awkward. It's just awful. Management called me the other day in a rage. I- I've talked about this on the podcast before. My time in Qatar was wonderful. My son's time in Qatar, both of my son's time in Qatar was wonderful. 90% of my wife's time in Qatar was wonderful. It's just that 10% where her contract was up, she wanted to leave, 
and they wouldn't let her leave the country. And we had to call the embassy to get her out. And that's when that's when it wasn't wonderful. So she she would never she will never go back there. Like she she will not even take a chance of connecting through there if we have to fly somewhere. You know, when we went to Saudi like last year, she was very, very clear. It's like, are we flying directly to Saudi or is there stops on the way? And there was a stop in Germany. But she's like, I'm not connecting through. She'll connect through Dubai, Kuwait, anywhere else won't go to Qatar. And then this past week, an event happened that kind of really fueled it even more. Uh, Hamad International Airport two years in a row, voted the second nicest airport on the planet, somebody had discarded a absolute brand new, right out of the box, just born baby in a woman's bathroom there. Uh, and there was a flight that had like a four-hour layover from Australia when they found out that there was a baby there. The flight had boarded and was getting ready to take off. They made the flight stop and they strip searched all the women on the flight to see if one of them had had this baby in the bathroom there that was leaving it there and flying back to Australia. Wow. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's like a, a very uh, a strip search and invasive, you know, vaginal check. I yeah, mean, yeah. essentially rape. They essentially raped 13 Australian women. Uh, turns out none of them had just conceived, you know, had just, well, maybe they conceived, I don't know, but none of them had just given birth within the hour to a, a baby that uh, is alive, is it's well, it's, it's, it's in, you know, it's, it's being cared for. Haven't, as of this recording of this podcast, found out who, you know, who delivered that baby there, but it wasn't one of the 13 women that they, the government of Qatar raped on the tarmac uh, this past week. So, hey, you, you got that going for you, Qatar. And some people in America are complaining about wearing a mask on a plane. Yeah, thank you. Um, no, it's dude, it's scary everywhere. Uh, you know, we have a, we have a good friend who lives in France, and as you remember, because of the Qataris that management work for, we spent the entire summer in Nice, about four blocks from where those murders happened this this past week, and. Um, it, it is scary. It's, you know, having spent a lot of time, uh, not a lot of time, but having spent those three months there, there was a terrorist attack in France just before we got there. This is the summer of 2017 that we spent the summer there. And on, you know, during the day it was fine, but every night around like three thirty, four o'clock at all the intersections, a military truck would come out and, you know, four guys on each corner with, you know, full fatigues and assault rifles just kind of walking the greater neighborhoods of Nice. Um, you know, it, it's scary. It's, it's, you know, uh, there's a lot of Islamic, uh, Islamophobia. How am I saying that right? I'm Islamophobia. Not, I'm not Islamophobia. Um, the, the, the Muslim community has grown exponentially the last 20 years in, in France. There's a lot of open borders and I don't know if we haven't talked about that, but it was, it was one of those events where, uh, a high school teacher basically talking about how different religions view, you know, want to basically impose like their will, how you can't show this picture of Mohammed, you know, mm -hmm. which prompted an 18-year-old student to behead him 
you know, basically with a butcher's knife, uh, with a butter knife. Um, <laughs> and, and this, this is another one of those things. So it is, it's, a, it's, it's scary. And then they also had that Charlie Hesbo. Charlie Hebdo. Yeah. That's actually Hebdo. the, the trial is underway. And I think the verdict is going to be announced soon. And, and they've had a, apparently a few Muslim extremist, quote unquote, terrorist attacks happen in the, in, in France over the past couple of weeks. So, you know, they're really cracking down. But it's it, 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 it's awful all around. Uh, back here, back here in the States where things are good, you know, uh, we're only only at 230. People said we were going to have a quarter million debt by Election Day. Ah, they were. We're only about 230, Joe. Only about 230. Yeah, so wrong. Maybe 235, you know. But what's, what I keep always saying when we talk about you know, Obamacare or, or Medicare for all. It's like, why do you and I care about the people who are fighting not to, not to be protected? Because, you know, there was a, there has been several Nazi pep rallies over the last few weeks and an independent, you know, you know, health, um, basically finding has come out. Yeah. Almost every, almost every rally held, you know, by by Bunker Boy in the past couple months is now been classified as a super spreading event, like 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 huge spikes in those areas, and and even at just a couple days ago, I actually taped the news just for five minutes, and my wife knew like she didn't need to see it, but I'm I'm watching. Here's a reporter, and over her shoulder, just thousands and thousands of people, not masks, crammed together, cheering, and. It's just his supporters and those 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 sycophants. It's it doesn't matter if the old people are left out in the cold like they were. Was that in Oklahoma this past week? Yes. Where sub 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 zero temperatures night and they didn't plan to have buses to get people you know you know out, out of there. They waited there you know for hours and, and a couple days later, the same pieces of shit having a super spreader event. In Tampa, where people, I think it was like 27 people ended up being hospitalized for heat stroke, you know, to the point where the fire department came in and just opened the hoses just to start, you know, giving people relief to like, you know, sprayed out because of the number. It's like if these rallies aren't bad enough that you're having them, but you're having them in the most extreme conditions with no thought of the people. It's like, you know, if 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 he could. It, if he literally took a shit on his fans, you know, it still wouldn't matter, would it? No, it does not. And you know what? I think, um, I think he's narrowing the gap that uh, that president, as far as votes are concerned. <sighs> Look, these rallies are obviously ridiculous, but you got to admit, to the untrained eye, he looks like a popular guy. I mean, the optics of these rallies is what he's going for. He's getting the shot. He's getting the shot at every one of these rallies. He's surrounded by hundreds of cheering, paid or unpaid people. And they're all holding signs. It looks like a show. He's dancing. They're clapping. They're chanting. It's a rock concert. It's a stand-up comedy routine. It's a rock concert playing village people music. Yep. But you know what? To the dummy at home who's sitting around going, both of these guys are, are just as bad as each other, but this guy seems to be more popular. Look at the people cheering for him. I mean, he looks like, they look like they're happy. He looks like he's uh, 
getting things done. They look like he looks like a winner. I might vote for this guy. And that's what I, that's what he's going for. He's selling the product of him being a leader, uh, somebody who's strong, who's got momentum. And I think people are buying it. Well, people might be buying it who haven't voted yet. But as of the recording of this Friday night, there are some states like in Texas, they've had more early voting in Texas already. They've, they've eclipsed the number of people who voted in Texas already than voted in the 2016 election. I mean, the voting numbers have gone up. Now, we know all the shenanigans that are going on, polling, fake polling places, fake drop boxes. Several states are already, you know, uh, are changing the laws the week of the election saying, oh, well, the law last week was ballots will be counted three days after the election as long as they're postmarked. Now they're like, no, they have to be counted election night or they don't count um Mm -hmm. you know all all, all, you know we can go down the list state by state well this state is doing this this state is doing that and they they are they're they're moving the goalpost because they're afraid a lot of people so yeah his super spreader events do give the optic of oh this is a popular guy i want to i want to be on the winning team and and as you sent me the article again michael moore who called the election he was the only one back in 2016 who was saying um this isn't in the bag. Hillary hasn't won this. I live in the Midwest. I talk to people in Midwest. People who might support him aren't openly saying they're supporting him. And now you sent me the article where uh, – what, what was his big takeaway? Why he thinks that there, there's an undercounting going on? He went on a, a radio show and said that you can't really take these polls at face value and say that Biden is leading by this wide of a margin because the polls are undercounting true Trump supporters. He goes, look, these people think the deep state is real. Like here, they're not going to admit that they're voting for Trump because that's how they get you kind of thing. So he said, basically, look, take whatever lead Biden has in the polls and cut it in half because that's what's really happening, which in, in reality, I guess, using that logic, Biden would still have a lead in the polls. But I've been saying this to, you know, our friend Jim and stuff that, yeah, these polls mean fucking shit. People lie in polls. People do not tell the truth because they either want to fuck with the polls or they're they're ashamed or they don't want to show their cards or they say, fuck you, you don't need to know who I'm really voting for. And it's not a true assessment. Really, we, we just have to sit tight and wait to see what happens after Election Day when these fucking ballots are counted. Hopefully, all of them that are submitted will be counted and we'll get a true assessment of what the country thinks. Look, if the country's this 50-50, Biden does not have a very good chance of winning the election the way the Electoral College is set up because— if you remember, you know Hillary Clinton won by three million popular votes. No, it's, I, I, I think I think Biden can win by if if Hillary won by three million votes, Biden can win by five or six million votes and still lose. And still and still lose. Yeah, it all comes down to which states award him the electoral votes, and now of course we know that we have a a six three majority in the Supreme Court. Should any sort of contest of, uh, arise in the election results that the Trump administration, which is wishes to challenge in the in the court system, uh, there's that bit of an edge as well. I mean, 
you were talking about how the states are changing their rules uh, on when you can submit a mail-in ballot before election day. I mean, there are, are multiple lawsuits and court challenges on behalf of the Trump administration and campaign and the GOP in all of these swing states to challenge the validity of ballots that are coming in. You know, not just uh, deadline-wise, but, you know, whether or not they were should even be considered because, oh, they don't have the right signatures or this happened. or There's lots and lots of shenanigans going on. And then I said it to you on a text. I go, Biden is the salmon and the GOP is the stream. And I think Trump is the bear yeah. in this scenario. This is, this is not anywhere near a slam dunk. On, oh, no, not even close. On TV, we're seeing a lot of stuff that, you know, obviously, it's it, to anybody with a brain, you obviously know that this person that's running the country shouldn't be elected, you know, let alone be drug out of the White House, shouldn't be reelected. But, you know, there's there's no accounting for taste with American voters. You People are sticking to the guns and people who are... People who are apolitical tend to just go vote for the guy who might be more charismatic, more hilarious. And by the way, there's a majority of people in this country who are not not white. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of people who are like, hey, you know, regardless of what happens, uh, I'm going to be fine. You know, so maybe I want to side with the guy who's going to side with me in the end. No, I say that racism runs pretty deep and it's like so. I, before I get to like you, you know, further predictions and stuff like that, you know who's making a lot of money off this Trump campaign? Stephen Colbert. <laughs> Have you seen that Stephen Colbert was made aware that Trump's been advertising on his show, and to which he was like, "Uh." Have you watched my show? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, he's like I think it, it was it was he was hilarious about it. It's like you know because uh, he doesn't pick who advertises on his show, especially in local markets. But it it, it was pretty funny that he was like, uh, yeah, I I don't think you guys have done your research. You're you're hemorrhaging money. And this is the show you want to kind of reach out to people. Uh, but do you have so you're you're are you? <laughs> Are you planning for the worst and hoping for the best? Yes. It, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I voted and, uh, you know, I voted for Biden. My family members have voted for Biden. All three of the eligible voters all in three the Joseph household? All three of the eligible voters in my immediate household, plus my mother, plus my brother and my sisters. And I tracked my ballot online. And yes, they were accepted. So, you know, barring... Uh, some sort of fire in the bin where the ballots are currently now being housed before they actually go into the ballot machine. Uh, my vote should be counted. I'm not afraid that Biden won't get Massachusetts. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that he's got a lock in this state. And, and you voted on the two ballot questions, did you? I voted yes on both. Yeah, I like that ranked voting. Why the hell? Yeah, right, right. You know, um, you know, it's it's funny because. I, you know, I, I, I did some research on it. It's like, yeah, just the more I heard. And I, I listened to a great point counterpoint on NPR about it. But even the counterpoint person was like, well, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I just don't agree with this sort of, you know, what, I forget the angle that, that she didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty weak, I'm sure. The AP the other day, I think it was North Carolina or South Carolina had – the state Supreme Court had ruled that 
yes, votes can be counted three days after the election if they're postmarked. And the AP wrote, you know, a win for the Democrats. It's like, isn't isn't that a win for democracy? Yeah, isn't, right. Isn't like having your vote counted? It's like, honestly, is is it is it that open and shut where voting is is a Democrat thing and keeping you from vote is a Republican thing across the board that the AP comes out and says, oh, win for the Democrat. No, it's a win for right. the Right. Those election. could all be Trump votes for all we know. Who the hell knows? You know, it's yeah. it's silly. I am expecting to be up very late on election night to watch uh, the world crumble. I probably won't. I'll probably get more shivers than I did on uh, election night 2004. When I saw, you know, democracy crumble that time. But, um, yeah, this is going to be uh, one for the books. And, of course, we won't know who wins truly in for like a, probably a couple of weeks, maybe. I mean, unless it's so overwhelming, like, oh, my God, you know, look at all the people. But um, I don't because, well, yeah, because most states you can't count the mail-in ballots until election day right exactly like you can't you can't even open nor should so you not like nor right to tip the election you know you don't want to start reporting on that shit you know oh my god trump's winning what <laughs> well you know i mean i mean they've actually made like that point um years ago that that truly should should you should you even be reporting on exit um, polls on exit polls like in massachusetts and new york when polls haven't even opened in Hawaii. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's sort of, yeah, I know. And hope you think the, the you think the, the press is going to behave themselves. You think they're going to be, uh, they might curve back the exit polling only because there won't be many people exiting on poll night, on election night because of COVID. I don't know. I mean, it, it's a topsy-turvy world. I'm sure in a lot of these states there will be in a person voting. So I saw a clip in, I think it was Philadelphia, where there's early voting, and there was a real line. And, the, like, the local reporter was saying, you know, to a guy who had his, like, God bless him for still being able to fit in his, to his uniform. They fit in when he fought in Vietnam. And, the, the you know, and the line was a pretty long line. And she says... You know, how long have you been waiting to vote? And he looked dead in the camera and goes, four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but so what, you're, so, you're, you're yeah. thinking Trump wins. I know. Hmm. You, 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 you think Trump is going to win. And, and it's okay that you think that. I, I know you, you're not hoping that. Do, what about the Senate? Because honestly, it's more important to get the Senate. No, I think the Senate won't flip. I don't think the Senate. You don't. Flip. No, I don't think the Senate will flip. There's four seats, right? There's four like key seats that you know, or where we need four seats in order to flip the Senate. No, I think Lindsey Graham will win. I think Mitch McConnell will win. I think everything. We might we might flip a seat or two here or there, but I don't think the Senate itself is going to flip. I think this is going to be quite the nightmare. Prove me wrong, America. What do you think? And what are your plans for um, you know leaving the country? <sighs> <laughs> well, the reason I was on LinkedIn the other day is I was updating. You're like, I haven't. I haven't updated that in a while. So I, I, I definitely wanted to update. You know, I wanted to put in the fact that I um, I don't know if I told you that I did this thing for the USO with celebrity thing. So I wanted to update my LinkedIn thing. And honestly, was just job hunting overseas as, as is management. Management's contract is up and she's you know, talk to, you know, a couple other places. I think she's planning on taking a few weeks off, which she usually does between like long contracts. 
but has like not only um, has talked with an agency out in you know Southern California, but also has said, yeah, uh, I would definitely um, move overseas in a heartbeat. So, and the funny thing is, if we got a job and left tomorrow. The boys would still stay in the schools they're in. <laughs> right, exactly. You could remote learn from where. I mean, uh, you know, you still have a residence here until you sell right. the house. Right. You just we, no, physically we would do. Yeah. We would we would hold on to the house, but uh, right, right. but yeah, uh, I I think I think Biden wins. I I I think Biden wins. I think it gets contested, but I think he wins. I think it just, you know, I think you think on paper he wins, but not so fast. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think it's going to be a couple weeks of fake news. Is the Supreme Court going to award this? But at the end of the day, I think he wins. I do. I think I think they flip the Senate. I think I think there's enough Republican senators out there who are in toss up races that you know, we only have to win three seats. Like you only have to gain three seats. You don't have to win all six of them. You mm-hmm. just have to flip three of these, you know, and I think there's six or seven toss up like Lindsey Graham is in a virtual dead heat. Mitch McConnell's going to win by landslide. I mean, you know, open and shut. He's going to win his state by landslide. But, you know, Susan Collins in Maine, you know, is is I think I think a toss up right now. Uh, I forget the woman out in Arizona who who was appointed senator. Like she's never won Georgia, and it's within the margin of error. I mean, Texas is going to go red, but Texas is going to maybe go red by one or two percentage points. Which you know, there, look, there's no there's no fucking such thing. It's like you know, I mean, Ted Cruz uh, won and uh, on a very slim margin, right? And he's still being a piece of shit. So there's no such thing as a moral victory. And 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 the scary thing is like, okay, well, it was ten points five years ago, and now it's three points. And next time with the voter and this and that, it's like, yeah, they're, they're, honestly, there might not be a next time. Like if they win the Senate and the presidency and the Supreme Court, like if they control. If the minority of people control all three powers and levers of government, there very well could not be an election. They're gonna put the. They're gonna break out the saran wrap and seal the country up in a nice neat Dude, little package and uh, throw uh, it in the freezer. Uh, 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 honestly, if 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 he turns around and says, you know what, the two years of that Russia hoax, he's been saying it for four years that the time that we stole from his presidency, those two years, he should get an extra two years. You don't think that they will go to the that the Senate would pass something that would go to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court would have turned around and say, you know what? He's right. He was stolen that time. <laughs> and, and we're going to give him Supreme you know, Court. Can, yeah, yeah, the Supreme Court can make any decision they want arbitrarily. You know, it all depends on the the uh, moral fiber. Oh, I can't even finish the sentence. Anyway. We'll see what happens, you know. All right. Like I said, prove me wrong, America. I I I want Biden to win. I think Trump's going to fucking edge this one out. I don't know, man. It's not, it, you're not selling me on this, America. Or you're not selling me on the um, uh, the Biden win. But I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for us. But I have no exit strategy. We're just going to, you know, take it. We're going to take it, and we're going to like it or not. doesn't give a shit. doesn't give a shit. Anyways, I'm, I'm rambling. You were saying? I was saying that. Okay, you know what? Before I move on to sport, I'm going to segue. I'm going to say this. 
I'm not going to go into it. The few people who listen know what I mean. I've already talked to Joe about this. These words are coming out of my mouth now that I never in a million years envisioned saying this, but fuck you, Bobby Orr. My my biggest hero next to Batman. Uh, I'm giving a big fuck you to who supports Trump. Anyways, another Trump supporter, or maybe a supporter, or maybe a former supporter, but uh, Thomas Brady and his beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers have just been upgraded to NFC favorites for the Super Bowl. Of course. So, uh, and they got Antonio Brown, who's been practicing with the team. He can't play this week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Gronk had like his most Gronk game in probably two. He had his most productive game in like three years, like uh, two weeks ago. And um, he caught three passes. No, like eight passes. <laughs> and a couple of them were Gronk shedding tacklers like you know like carrying people 10 yards down the field like he's wearing you know hello kitty knapsacks you know Mm -hmm. um but that you know so i don't know well Uh, hey you know what you know who else called the 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 tampa bay buccaneers to win the super bowl you one joe from carnival personnel you you did and and i'm look i'm rooting for him like like I'm, i'm not I'm not a Tom Brady fan anymore. Like I truly didn't. I did, and we've said this from day one. I want the Patriots to be successful. I also want him to be successful. You know, if the Patriots played, so wait, you're rooting uh, for him, but you're not a Tom Brady fan. I don't no, 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 no. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I yeah. No, he will always be my favorite. You know, player. Um, I mean, our season's done. The Patriots' seasons is over. Like I don't know when Edelman comes back, but right. he has he has not been Edelman for. The season, you know, I don't want to say he went over the cliff. Anyways, uh, you know who is also not playing this weekend is Trevor Lawrence, the uh, presumed Heisman Trophy winner and the prize quarterback the teams are sucking for. The old suck for luck thing. He is the guy. Uh, COVID. So the uh, presumed Heisman winner, the number one overall draft pick coming up in this year's NFL draft. Uh will not be playing against BC or did not play against BC this past Saturday because he had COVID. So that, that fake thing, but you know who did play, even though he tested positive for COVID, uh, Justin Turner, the, as he the second baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers, like tested positive. They pulled him in the second inning where it leaked out that he had COVID. And then he came out on the field without a mask to celebrate afterwards. Because you know what? Why not? Why? why? And why is it such a, honestly, why is it such a big deal? Why is it such a big deal? Because if you can go to a maskless rally with thousands and thousands of people and the dead of night in Oklahoma and be left at the side of the road in freezing temperature, then who the fuck cares that you huddled up with the people that you've been in the locker room with anyways through this entire process. You think the LA Dodgers really got that COVID test in the middle oh, of yeah. a game, in the middle of a game? Oh no, no. But I think it it got leaked out that he was told that he was positive before the right, game. Right, so they pulled him. Right. They didn't make face. him leave the stadium. Nope. 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 You know, had him in a secure area in which and when he was leaving, basically he said to like the stadium security, it's like but dude, Yeah, I'm fucking going out there. Yeah, and by the way, but let's chat about this just a tad. The L.A. Dodgers knew that he had COVID-19 probably prior to him taking the field. No? Oh, oh, without a doubt. No, that's what I mean. But I think I think they knew, and somebody leaked it to reports like, hey, we got this positive test. And then they have to turn around and say, oh, right. he, he tested positive. Well, 
Well, we got to get him off the field then. All right. Well, I got so yeah. All right, but that, that yeah. All right. Well, congratulations, L.A. You know, so yeah, they won two champ. You know, it's they won two championships in the si- inside a month, which has only been done in Boston in the past like a hundred years. Except yeah. you know, they don't get to celebrate it, and I don't care. Um, you know who did? Joe. Joe. You know who did celebrate it? Justin Turner. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, see him open, you... see him open mouth kiss his wife on the fucking field after during the celebration, and <laughs> just like, dude, if she doesn't have it by now, but yeah, but yeah, the optics, the optics are bad. Um, you were saying. I was saying, do you have video game review? Because if you don't, I would like to spend a little time talking about the things that you text me today. Please. Joe fell down a rabbit hole. I don't know what the stumbling block was that had you go down into this series of mid-early 80 local TV reports on arcades. And each clip was more awesome than the last. Yes, I uh, follow Rob Delaney on Twitter, and he retweeted a video of a CBS Evening News piece from 1982 with Dan Rather as the anchor, but it was a field reported by somebody else about the scourge of video game arcades in in Boston. Apparently, there is a plague uh, upon the uh, the laundromats and pizza joints of the Boston area. And there was a legitimate concern that these arcade games, they were responsible for the detriment of society, especially the youth of uh, 1982. Kids weren't going to school, apparently. They were interfering with the peace and quiet of the usually tranquil uh, southern Boston area. (laughs) But, um, you know, it was just fun to see them reporting on these games like Galaga and Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man and... Dig Dug and all that. Frogger. The yeah. little profile yeah, Frogger. Yeah, little Frogger in there. Yeah, Defender. Uh, Donkey Kong. We can go down the list of uh, awesome early 80s video game arcades. And then a couple of the clips were like local. Local. And, and when I remember the days when local reporters could be your mom with a real thick Boston Oh, accent. God. They were like Liz Walker, who was an anchor. She was like an anchor for years. She had a thick... I forgot how much of a Boston accent she had. You know, like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, yeah, everybody now comes from like, you know, Wisconsin or Minnesota or someplace. Well, like Minnesota has an accent. But I mean, somewhere in the Midwest where you, you they lose that accent. It looked like your mom doing the news there, report. There, there was one local local Boston news clip where the woman honestly looked like the character that Mike Myers does, the Jewish woman, you know, from <laughs> Coffee Talk. Yeah, Linda Richmond or whatever. Like, like I'm like thinking, oh, there was a time when reporters didn't have to be at all attracted. Like, honestly, it was like, wait. Is 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 that my neighbor's mom? Is that the lunch lady walking? <laughs> you know, and then the the whole report was like, you know, and Mayor Ray Flynn is no city is, councilor. City council, thank you, thank you, thank you. Is it is that how he rose to power on yes. the back of going after the skirts and it was the arcade? And, and look, hey, go ahead and laugh. This, he, he he was he was successful. There's no more arcades. No, yeah, well, yeah, you know, he, in the end, he won. Yeah. Yeah, those were the days, and now everybody, I mean, you know, video games obviously have only 
you know, exponentially grown in popularity, but nobody's going to arcades anymore, and that's kind of sad. Even the guy in the, one of the pieces was, like, commenting on how video games are a waste of time, and, you know, they could be doing other things, but then meanwhile, we grow up on pinball machines and pool tables. It's like, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we were into and wasting time on, so really, is it any different? Yeah, you know, they could be out in the street rolling a tire down the street with a stick, but no, they're in here wasting <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, one person on the news in the Boston piece said, yeah, the problem isn't the uh, video arcades. The problem is when there aren't video arcades. I mean, he was a coin-op dealer, but still, you know, he was still making a good point. Like, these kids would be out on the street, seal, you know, selling what will soon be known as crack. Right. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so that 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 they, that that was that was that was a very enjoyable, uh, you know, a good half hour of my oh life. Oh my god! Today, so thank you. Uh, what are you watching on the? When not playing, when you don't have, you know, your Sega Genesis or your Cube hooked into your tube TV downstairs. What uh, what are you, what are you, what are you watching? Not a whole lot of narrative programming. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I've been, um, watching the ABC game shows still. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of checked out. I'm waiting for the Mandalorian to drop. Oh, wait, that's today. That, that's what I have on my list. That, that, as soon as I'm done looking at that smiling ray of sunshine that is Joe on the screen, I will be watching the Mandalorian because you know what? This is the way. Um, I guess the other thing that I've been watching was Borat too. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but... And we'll talk about it more this Thursday on the Sideshow, Carnival Personnel, Borat. Mm-hmm. Very nice indeed. Jacques, this leads us in awkwardly into me introducing the parenting tip of the week. My parenting tip is watch everything that Joe does and follow along because he's got this whole dad thing down. He's nailed it. Take a skate around. Two for two, I like to say, Joe, two don't hide behind the mic. I can still see you. Uh, my parenting tip, a little bit like the same as last week. 2020 sucks. Halloween's a big day. So this past Saturday, we took the boys on a uh, basically candy ice cream extravaganza and decided, you know what? Even even the even management, who's been very strict on a program for like two months, has thrown her hands up and said, you know what? All bets are off. You know, you got to live a little. Uh, we got a treadmill coming on Monday, but you know what? Just, just fucking go for it. It's a and sometimes so, thing, you know. It's a sometimes right. Anything in, like I tell the boys all the time. Anything in moderation. I mean, anything. The the problem is you can't do black tar heroin in, in moderation. You do it once and you're addicted. Like that's just the way it is. Crack you really can't do. But as long as you're not fucking up other people's shit with what you want to do. Anything in moderation is okay. I just huff black tar. That's what right. I do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that's my parenting tip is, you know, sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> Almond Joys got nuts. Mounds don't. Fuck mounds. Fuck coconut. Fuck, fuck, fuck. We haven't talked about this yet. But since it's Halloween, I'm going to rant about candy for a second. Fuck coconut candies. They ruin my chocolate experience. I, you have a perfectly good combination of chocolate and peanuts and whatever gooey mixture combines all of those things together encapsulated. You do not need the coconut. Nobody needs the coconut. 
Just stop. Stop it already. And you know what's worse than coconut? Shaved coconut. That's that's enough. Please, for the love of God, no more coconut. Have you seen any coconut candy bar ads? No. I mean, you had in the 80s when people were didn't have a lot of choices. But, I mean, nowadays, nobody sees coconut anything. Anyways, screw coconut is what I'm ranting about. Man, I can't wait to end this podcast forever. Anyway, I hope you all have a nice election uh, day. And, um, you know, um, I say hit the liquor stores now. <laughs> make a run for it. There's a storm coming, Annie. There's a storm brewing. And... Um, we got to hunker down. There's a, the, you want to talk about a wave. We got the COVID wave and we got the, whatever the fuck is going to be the result of this election. And either way, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. I don't know, man. I, do, I just, I, I don't have that, that hope that Jacques had earlier in this podcast. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm reverse jinxing, maybe a little bit in my mind. I'm like, yeah, it's over. Forget about it. We're going to lose and then be pleasantly surprised. I'm lowering the bar in my mind so that I'm not extremely disappointed when election day turns around and for some reason Trump wins because America's just gone insane. I just don't want that kind of a crash. I'm trying to trying to wean myself off of the the, the, the high the that sanity will be restored once again in the United States, but I I, I just I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, I talk to too many people. Actually, I don't talk to a lot of people, but I do talk to people who talk to people that uh, are Trump supporters or think Biden's, you know, not the best candidate for the Democrats. But I don't know. I can't, um, I can't shake this feeling that something bad is going to happen on election night that's not going to be favorable for a lot of people. But um, I guess we'll be okay, right, white person? <laughs> right, fellow white man? You and I will be just fine. Everything's going to be okay. Sexy time. That's enough out of me. I'm going to go edit this down to about five minutes. So until we meet again after in a, in a post-election world, I say to you, don't forget. Consider
was better left behind If it's good I'll run away If it's bad I'll have to quit Far, far better off If you just rinse and spit Thank you.